You can save every day by shopping at Whole Foods Market. Seriously, don't just go for the big sales. Walk the store and see the savings for yourself. In the seafood department, look for the yellow low price sign on Whole Foods Market Responsibly Farm Salmon. This fish is perfect for the grill. Buttery, fatty, yet lean, nice thick fillets. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, and I know I can get it at a great price. There's so many ways to save at Whole Foods Market. Now you know. We all know Kit Kat bars taste delicious, but what about how they sound? It's not just a catchy jingle. It's the satisfying crack of breaking off a piece of Kit Kat, followed by a crisp crunch. Oh, we forgot one other sound that accompanies Kit Kat bars, too. It's... Or maybe it's more like... All together, Kit Kat bars are music to our ears and yummy flavors to our mouths. Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, Fat and the Furious returns with me, Bully Ray, and him, Tommy Dreamer, breaking down Monday Night Raw, more specifically, the Judgment Day. A world of heat generating deafening booze in the arena. Is it all four of them combined, or is it just Dom? Me and Dreamer will talk about it and get through the entire buildup to the great six-man main event from last night. Also, L.A. Knight. Talk about a baby face who is on his way to being a superstar. And speaking of baby faces, who's the biggest baby face in the world of pro wrestling right now? All that and more. Turn it up to 11. The Fat and the Furious returns right here on the Busted Open Podcast. The heat that was generated by the Judgment Day. You said that it's not only Dom, it's the entire group. The heat Dom Mysterio had. How about the heat that the Judgment Day had? Even Rhea Ripley. Uh, they were booing her. And a lot of times they have cheered her. They do not like this group, which is what you want to be if you're heels. And Finn saying that like he took it away. And he's not how, you know, that was very, very powerful. I enjoyed that whole thing. I'm wondering if the entire group is benefiting from Dominic. So in your opinion, are Rhea, Finn, and Priest generating heat on their own? Or are the three of them generating heat? Are they, are they stepping up to the plate and getting that same type of heat that Dom is getting or are they just lucky to have that heat because they're sharing the same spotlight with Dom? Uh, I think, you know, even Edge had said at this, this group of Judgment Day, the wild card was Dom. And, you know, you and I will always talk about it. A perfect storyline, as well as being a great wrestler, or even if you're not a great wrestler, having a great storyline and putting on a great performance really, really does add to your act. That happened with Dom. Dom with Mommy. Um, that got over. I think it was Dom's story with Ray, as well as the Judgment Day doing different things, you know, taking out Edge, taking out Beth, having those matches. Because for the longest time, I mean, when Finn was a babyface, they're like, oh, they've killed Finn. Uh, they've killed the Judgment Day, but yet the Judgment Day still keeps on holding their own. Now I feel it has spread, like you said, uh, amongst the group, especially last night. Uh, with Finn doing the deed by himself, 
he had a lot of heat by him saying he took away that open challenge by Seth Rollins. He had a lot of heat on his own. They don't like Damian Priest. Damian Priest, when he speaks, they don't like him. Um, and Rhea, they normally do like, but she is getting that heat as well. And also, and I know we'll talk about the main event, but she did an amazing job of being a manager on the floor as well as, well, I shouldn't even say a manager, an equal on the floor and her selling all these different moves that are happening to her group. I mean, she did an amazing job uh, even towards the finish too. Um, but I want to say now it did start from Dom and is now starting to carry over on everybody because Dom couldn't get the microphone and they're playing it up great. You know, he's pausing before he speaks and it's kind of the same thing. Like now, like it's, you know, everyone's getting this residual heat. Um, I am back on my Rhea Ripley bandwagon that I was on a long time ago, uh, dating back to when she wrestled Charlotte at COVID mania. And I thought that they had the, uh, best match of uh, of Mania that year, and then there was the Rhea drop off. But now she's right back on track. Her pre- her presence to me is amazing. I love the way she looks with the jet black. Everything every once in a while she'll pop some color in there. I like the way she presents herself. I like the way she speaks. I like the way she plays off of everybody else. There was a moment last night on Monday Night Raw that I really loved. When Raquel Rodriguez was cutting her promo at the gorilla position, and she was talking smack about Rhea. And Tommy, right before Rhea walked in, I was like, oh, please, I hope Rhea overheard this. And boom, Rhea walked in. When they were face-to-face, that was a moment. I don't, I don't know if people realize how important those little moments are to the particular talent or to the company because Rhea has stature. But when she was standing next to Raquel, whoa, those are two Amazon women. Impressive, tall, great stature, very statuesque women. And I, in that moment, more than anything that I've seen from Raquel Rodriguez so far, I wanted to see her against R- Rhea Ripley. So uh, j- just to see them staring and, and Raquel looking down at Rhea. So h- how did you, I know we're jumping around a little bit here, but how did you feel about that moment? I'm used to it when uh, we work uh, together. I loved it. And that's what also what I'm saying, show flow. You don't, one thing just ends and another thing begins. You had mentioned uh, something super important, those moments, those simple little glares that you can go back to. If I go back to the history in pro wrestling, and WWE has always done it so, so good. There was little times when Andre was going to hit, like one time he went and he went to hand over the title when him and Hulk were tagging and just paused and looked at it for a second and a playback when Andre, when Hulk first won the title, who was the first person to um, congratulate him, pours the champagne on him, Andre uh, happy for his friend. And then, you know, they wouldn't go back and they play that when macho man was starting with Hogan and the little things where he looked like, wait, what is, why is Hulk raising Elizabeth's arm and walking to there 
And then Elizabeth's like, hey, let's celebrate. And just a quick little glance. And I remember it still. And I, you know, I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but I can remember because his hair was across his face and he still he never even touched it because he was dead glaring. And he's like, oh, let's get lost in the in the happiness of it all. And then it turned out that, you know, Hulk had lost in his eyes for Elizabeth and per the heel turn. There's always those little things where here or here's my world title. And even though we're tagging, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm touching it. And it's like, hmm, do I want this more than this friendship? Do I want this more uh, that I'll do anything for it? So it's a big thing in pro wrestling. And I do feel we had that moment. And it's just a tip of the iceberg for what those two women will be doing. Because, I, again, they're definitely going to be facing each other down the road. And it's a great long-term story that they could tell of two dominant women within the WWE. Oh, Hogan, I see the way you look at Elizabeth and you got lust in your eyes, big man. Yeah, dig it. Yeah. I don't like it. And I'm going to do something about it. Oh, my God. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet is getting even bigger. Fight Nation presents Busted Open After Dark, featuring WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray. Do you know who I am? Join Bully every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, reacting to AEW's Dynamite with you, the fans. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156, and when you listen on your phone with the SXM app. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold, hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit, credit to the people. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. I love Mint Mobile because I save a ton of money. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for more details. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. You'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fuel with easy nutritious options head to factormeals.com slash busted 50 and use code busted 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month that's code busted 50 at factormeals.com slash busted 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month while your subscription is active sammy zane kevin owens and Cody Rhodes versus the Judgment Day. Talk to me about the thread of that story and that six-man that led to the end and why you liked it so much. Uh, well, all starts off with Cody's promo. Um, well, or the Judgment Day, really. You had your heels, and then Cody uh, straight up's like, because he's got a match coming up with Dom. Uh, also loved where Cody cut his promo. A little different, not just in the ring, with the people real, real close, people on top of uh, each other. I used to, me personally, and big fan when you have a big house like that, the old school, uh, I would call it the superstars, where the guy would have his back with a mean gene, would meet them right there, and you'd see that whole live shot, and he'd walk out amongst the people. Uh, Cody's promo, going to find some partners. Then in the back, when he's starting to warm up, you see out of nowhere, Tozawa show up and cut a nice little nice little moment for him there seemed to be using a lot more people and got you know that helps him get a bit of a rub then you have the kevin owens and Sami Zayn thing where uh you know hey they're kind of out of the box and you got rage issues someone almost bumping into him the whole hey let's do this tonight rah rah speech at the end and then we had the match uh it was all your Three top baby faces minus Seth in that um, match. A really, really good entertaining match. I mean, man, it was good. There was also, uh, for me, I remember, you know, with Damian Priest and Cody both being in Ring of Honor where there was kind of that throwback feel from it uh, to me because it was a highly competitive match, highly athletic match, doing things that, you know, uh, almost old school Ring of Honor-esque. And you also had Kevin Owens and, Sammy Zayn there. It was a uh, really, really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed that main event. Love the dips and the curves that they put you on. Um, the hot tag was super duper hot. Getting Owens back in too made a whole lot of sense. There were so many great moments in that match. How do you feel about Kevin's new him him dipping his toe in the water of this angry persona, a persona that might even need anger management. If uh, also shout out, um, oh man, I remember when Hell No, Team Hell No, right? Uh, Kane and Danielson, and they talked about the psychiatrist, and they even brought up um, the psychiatrist on the show. Uh, I like him dipping his toes into the water. Why? Because eventually he's going to snap, and he'll snap on his own partner. Um, hopefully, that doesn't happen for a long time because they're a very entertaining duo. Hey man, you could morph into it think of you know 
He's a lot like a Steve Austin-esque person. Um, he's, you know, using the stunner as well. You can tap into that rage. Uh, a lot of times also, I mean, if you look at it, it's because he does, he, he's a great speaker, but he does raise his voice a lot. And that type of I'm going to snap can get you over when he's already over. So it's just another added level to a character that's very, very popular and over as well. I know we're talking about Kevin. You just mentioned Steve Austin, but it reminded me of something last night that I saw that I wanted to ask you your opinion about. Because to me, this is what separates the stars from the superstars or the megastars. Last night, Cody made his way to the ring. Now, we had already seen Cody live in the arena cutting a short promo. We saw him in the back with Tazawa, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. So the people have been predisposed to seeing Cody already. You're not getting that first pop on the entrance because they, they, you know, they saw him already. But that being said, Cody comes to the ring and he starts banging on the stairs like he normally does. But then he turns to the crowd and he motions the crowd to get louder. Now, that's how show 101. You would never see Steve Austin do that. You'll never see megastars do that because that's a little bit of chasing the pop chasing the hug how do you feel when you see an up-and-coming baby face well not up-and-coming I mean Cody's just about there but how do you feel when you see something like that when a baby face has to ask the people for more cheers on tv uh interesting I well you're also talking if it was me personally I'd have a Cleveland whatever jersey on uh because I'm a suck-ass baby face but but um, you know what but you know what to me that's okay yes because you're not you're doing something that says, hey, I'm a part of, you know, I'm a Cleveland fan too, but you're not asking them to please cheer for me. Um, you know this, my philosophy 101, baby faces earn their cheers. There's nothing about geeing up a crowd if you're going to do a big move. When you're also... Wait, 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 stop. You said there's nothing. Did you mean there's nothing wrong with? Correct. There's um, nothing wrong with geeing up a crowd. And when you mean geeing up a crowd, you mean getting them amped up, right? Like clapping and looking at them and getting them amped up. Yes. Okay. Uh, if I can be use a football reference, you are the home team and your defense literally asks people to get up. They'll show the people on the bench, get up if you're the away team is driving and they need what the fans to get behind them. They need the fans to be so loud, like in Seattle where it throws off the quarterback where he can't hear what the play is and it moves the ball back five yards, but you have seen defensive players be like, come on, we need you. That's they're letting the people in. So I don't have that problem. If Cody's like asking the people to get louder, if he's getting louder for his own entrance, because you're not really doing anything, I would just be like, man, just show more energy as opposed to, hey, cheer for me. Talk to me about showing. What do you mean by that? And how do you do it organically? Uh, for me, it was putting out my arms when I hit a crescendo in my move. And I really felt it. And I'd be like, ACW or come on. Cody did that in his comeback. I mean, Cody was a house of fire. And we hear this all the time, the proverbial house of fire on his comeback. But when you're doing your entrance, you're really not doing anything. You're walking into the ring. I'm going to I'm going to point something out that you did where you were 
asking for more cheers, but weren't begging for it. Okay. Do you remember your, do you remember at one night stand when you made your entrance and you looked up into the rafters and you were acknowledging all the people and then you slammed your fist into your palm and you just mouthed the words, wow. To me, that brings the people along with you. The people see how you're reacting, thus they want to react bigger, as opposed to a baby face turning to the crowd and go, come on, get louder for me. I can tell you from firsthand accounts, Vince McMahon does not like that. Yeah. Well, Vince wants you to earn it. Uh, listen, straight up, I got that from Paul, and not going to lie. Um, and Paul told me. Paul who? Paul Heyman. Um, when I was a struggling baby face, Paul was, uh, well, first it was Terry Funk who helped me. And then Paul was just like, stop trying to slap the fans hands. Cause if you remember fans were pulling their hands away, cause you're not over yet. He's like, it's like you begging for that acceptance, which you say is chasing the hug. And then he was like, look at when Hulk Hogan comes out, Hulk Hogan comes out. And he points to the rafters. He's not pointing at anybody, but he's still doing it. And then he was also, you know, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson comes out when he was a heel. He walked out and he looked and everyone wanted to kill him. And he'd shoot you a look like, oh, really? You think you're so tough? I'm going to kill you. And people would be like, F you, F you. And if when Arn turned babyface, Arn did his same exact entrance. And Arn, those same people that were F you, giving him the finger, are then reaching out for him to slap their hands. Uh, but I wanted to ask you one question. Uh, rock and roll, you love to be a rock and roll guy. Do you, when you're out there enjoying your performance or you're enjoying the show, when you'll hear your top artist go, come on, let me hear ya. Isn't that chasing the hug? And the people normally respond. Yeah, I guess, I guess you can say that. Sure. So when you're in the middle of a song, I get it. When they first open up, they don't really ask for the applause. They get it when they walk out and then they'll start and then they'll, hey, Cleveland, let, or, how are you? You know, that's kind of how some places song, or they just go straight into music. Uh, it didn't offend me at all about what Cody did. I understand what you were talking about. Uh, even when we talk about geeing up a crowd, if you think about, you know, Steve Austin, Steve Austin would sometimes be like, get up. But he was doing it before he would set up the stunner, which was one of the most over moves out there. Even when he'd hit the ropes and he put up, you know, when he's going to deliver his forearm, the, you know, oh, hell yeah. Boom. Drop it. It's just motion. Baby faces show motion. They show excitement when they say their house is a fire. Cody was a house of fire uh, in his entrance. Uh, I'm sorry, in his overall hot tag performance i mean he has been on fire ever since he's returned uh enjoyed everything about it when we're talking about baby faces yes there are simple nuances because it's literally you're not doing anything to try to get the people <clears throat> when to talk about how hot cody is you already said it he was shown three different times and they responded same with you know the judgment day when you're hearing people's music, it's, you know, that's your identifiable. Oh, I know who's going to come out and they're still booing you. That means when we say, Hey, you guys are, you're there and we're going to keep on using you. And hopefully you never don't be not there. And it just continues for you. And I think they've 
found the right track to establishing what WWE does great superstars. And it's a big difference from being, you know, I know you have your level of what over is and game changers, but to have established superstars because you can hear it in the crowd and their reactions and, and all that stuff. Yeah, but you, you say, you know, that I have my level of what I consider over. I mean, the bar has been set by the guys that were over. Yes. And, and anything less than that to me is, you know, degrees of over. Are you over? Is Tommy Dreamer over? Wait, yes. I set myself my own fat joke. You totally beat me to it. But <laughs> is Tommy Dreamer over? Uh, I mean, I know for myself, I and I was just talking, I get the, when I walk out there, you know, when I'm talking about on independent level, I know when. No, don't talk on an independent level. Talk on a worldwide level. Is Tommy Dreamer over? I feel I'm very recognizable, yes. And I'm on the number one show on Sirius XM. So I'm over in that aspect. Great. Now watch this. Is Tommy Dreamer over as compared to Steve Austin? Uh, no. That's why I use Steve as a barometer, because to me, everybody should aspire to be as over as Steve Austin was. Will everybody be that? Absolutely not. But that is a gauge. I'll tell you a story one time. And when I first, I'll tell you a story. When I first heard this, I took it as ego, but when the years went on and I got a little bit more mature in the business, I realized that it wasn't ego. It was trying to overachieve. And there was a certain talent who pulled me on the side and we were in San Antonio, Texas. And this is probably 2000, 2001. And this talent asked me, Bubba, can you listen to my response when I go out there tonight? and tell me how it compares to The Rock. And I was like, I'm saying to myself, you, you gotta be kidding me. You're trying to compare your, your pop and your response to Rocky's? But as time went on, I said to myself, wow, he's using Rocky's pop as a gauge to see where he is at, knowing that if he can get the same kind of sound and reaction out of the people that Rocky gets, he'll be climbing the ladder. So that's why I use Steve's music, because when that glass shatters and those people pop, that's what you should want. Anybody from Speedball, Mike Bailey to um, Seth Rollins, like, and you know, you take the you take the singing away. Is it the same thing? I don't know. Kenny Omega, anybody in wrestling to me should want their first reaction from a crowd to be Steve Austin-esque. Do you think that's wrong or you know not not um not no not uh, I mean, re re realistic i don't know if listen uh i would say the same steve austin changed the game i know we're kind of off topic but like it was the time and like you saw it where these people's when they're when he was on the show you were there you felt it you seen it and you also got it in your paychecks last night we're talking about hey it was a sellout um who was the driving force to sell that show? It was what I said before, the superstars. I know I'm going to see Seth Rollins. I know I'm going to see Cody Rhodes. I know I'm going to see Kevin Owens. I'm going to see a lot of these people who were, you know, you always, any wrestling company, if you're smart, you attach yourself to the horse of the baby face to help carry it. 
and put obstacles in that person's way. Um, and you're going to get this whole medley of people involved in it. But, you know, when you have, I said, WWE has two really, really over people, Seth and Cody, they really have four and Kevin and Sammy. So you have all these people out there. The WWE brand has come to Cleveland a lot. You know, I was saying it before about fans experience. And that went back to being baby faces. If fans are calling in and fans are saying, man, I felt I was part of something special. I went to the show after COVID. It was nothing like it was last night. If you are that baby face performer in what you said or what I did, like in one night stand, I soak that in um, going that was per my other topic before, but soaking in because you're realizing you're part of something special for the night. And Hey, next Monday, wherever they are, they may not be that same type of crowd. And you and I got to experience it between Philly and Queens where there was a rivalry between how great these crowds were. We had talked about an AEW man. Hey, we finally got felt like an AEW crowd back because they were so, so excited, blah, blah, blah. Um, when we're talking about that level of overness, there was times that people only came, I feel, for the Steve Austin and that, you know, I, I told you, there was nothing when I, I had, I'm, I'm not in Kansas anymore moment when that glass broke, when we were part of the alliance and when Steve came out and I told you, I felt the building shake and I was like, I'm next to people and I can't hear them. And I'm like, oh my God, like ECW would never have been like this. And we had people who were over, yes but not to that level. And uh, is it an ascertainable thing where people become, I mean, the Daniel Bryan movement was a thing and it's so amazing to see, but even he wasn't Steve Austin level or rock level. So, I mean, your point is a hundred percent valid uh, and I agree, but I don't know if I'll forever see something like that again with anybody. And there's people who like, but let me stop you. Right, let me stop you right there and ask you a question. Before the Steve Austin reaction, the, the Austin pop, what was the loudest pop you had ever heard? Was it a Road Warrior pop? Was it a Hogan pop? Hogan, I mean, Warrior, Savage. Okay, so would it have been fair to say before Steve Austin, we're never going to hear the pop of a Hulk Hogan again? We're never going to hear the pop oh, yeah. of a Warrior again? But then along came this guy named Steve Austin and out popped them all. So why isn't there somebody out there that could hit like a Steve? Like Cody is getting tremendous reactions. No, it, it's a great question. Honestly, dude, think of the pop that Carlito got. That was just like the next level. But it's, but I those know, are, it's the moment, yeah. right place, right time. Because um, Austin was... Always when that glass broke, same with rock. If you smell once he got there, um, when you have, I, do, I just think it's different. I mean, we're talking about, a, uh, we're currently in this reign of Roman reigns where it's unheard of. That hasn't been around since probably the Hogan era, but yet he's a, you know, he's a heel, but they still respond to him when he does the acknowledge me, the thing in the corner, uh, when he loads his Superman punch, it's just different. And I don't think so. Is it, could it happen? I don't know. I don't think so. I really don't because it's different time. There's social media. There's all these other different aspects. I hope it does. I hope it does for the performer. I hope it does. But I just feel like, I mean, again, 
AEW sells out Wembley. They sold it out on or close to it on just the, the letters and the novelty of, hey, we're finally coming here without in a match. Then, you know, WWE, what they do, you'll see all the big faces, all the posters. I know I'm going to see, hey, a Hall of Famer and Trish. I know, like, I'm going to get all these great acts. And, and, you know, not to the women are as over as the dudes when you have Becky come out and, and all that stuff. It's just, I feel it's the WWE superstars and that umbrella is what is driving the force as opposed to the one person. So, you know, just having this conversation, and I know we're off on Monday Night Raw, but I like it when we get off track a little bit because it normally um, spawns some interesting conversation that the nation loves. In the entire wrestling business today, and we were talking about Steve, we know how over Steve was as a babyface. If you get one pick, first name that comes to mind, Who's the most over baby face in the entire wrestling business right now? What say me? I don't know. I got to think about it. It's a hard one, right? Very much so. That's why, I mean, hence why this conversation and hence the, I don't know who that person is because like, you know, during the attitude era or during the, oh, Hulk Hogan, uh, you can make. Who, three, Tom, you can, what? Tommy, who's more over right now? Cody Rhodes or Jay Uso? Company wise, they want. Cody, but Jay's real close. Let's let's take the company out of the equation. From in, from the fans' point of view, Cody or Jay? Fans, I would say Cody. Cody or Seth? Hard one. Okay, so can we say that Cody and Seth are the two most over baby faces in the WWE? What about Kevin and Sammy? I'm, okay, I, I, if you if you give me Ke Kevin and Sammy, I'm gonna still go with Cody and Seth. No, I'm asking you, Sammy and Kevin. I'm gonna go with Sammy out of those two. See, I would go with Kevin. Okay, and here's one of the things that I always like to do. Like, I'm a big, I like to whittle things down to its bare minimum. I.e., Dusty Rhodes. You know, all Dusty had to do was walk to the ring, heat on Dusty, flip flop and fly. You know, and then the finish. Hulk Hogan, walk to the ring, rip off his T-shirt, heat on Hulk, big boot, one, two, three. You know, you know, like when you really simplify this stuff. So what I'm going to ask you is what would happen if you took away the crowd interaction in Seth's entrance music and Cody's entrance music? Because those are little things that I always felt helped, helped out the situation. Well, Seth was pretty over without the fans singing his song. Okay. Um, and that is actually a good thing, kind of like what happened with Jericho when they took away his music. That would be great if a heel takes away Seth's music for the night. Jericho is a baby face. No, I know. More, but, but Jericho is a baby face more over than Cody and Seth. Oof. Different companies, different settings. Well, I'm going, that's why I'm trying to try to get an answer for Jericho's more of a heel. It's hard. It's a hard, it's you yep. know, just like when we say Mount Rushmore. They're just hard. Oh my God! The number one pro wrestling show on the planet is getting even bigger. Fight Nation presents Busted Open After Dark, featuring WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray. Do you know who I am? Join Bully every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, reacting to AEW's Dynamite with you, the fans, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156, and when you listen on your phone with the SXM app. 
there's a guy out there right now on the horizon that I believe has all the tools to be something special for the WWE. And he is getting over fan by fan, little bit by little bit, slow boil, slow and steady is winning the race with this guy in my eyes. This guy has a bit of a past in which I wonder why he hasn't made it yet. But how you loving some L.A. night? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, L.A. night gets over when he's on TV and presented the right way. Uh, and even when I feel creative wasn't the best for him, he still gets over. It's the way he talks. It's the way he holds himself, uh, how, the way he carries himself. You know, uh, when we, you and I were sitting like young boys listening to Magnum TA talk, and when L.A. Knight walks out there, he walks out like a somebody. And he got over in Impact when Impact was the company that was, you know, first pushing him. He got over finally in NXT. And he's gotten over on the main roster where at some points I was like, is he just going to be a manager? Like, what the hell's going on with this guy? He looks the part. He acts the part. He has nothing but confidence, as you know, when we interviewed him at WrestleMania. He is. And another thing about him, his work, his work has really elevated. And again, that also goes to um, your dance partners. As I said, he's a much different worker. I say this to everybody. You're you're blessed to be a part of that WWE system. You're even more blessed if you go to NXT. And here's a guy who's been doing it for a long time. He's become a better worker. I say it all the time. When you're part of a different system, it benefits you. And if you succeed in that system, it's even bigger for you. And you can hear it in his reactions. I would love to break down that entire Logan Paul segment. But when, Let's do it. when his music hit, he was a difference maker without a doubt with all these different people out there. And if I'm waiting on one thing, because it's also the delayed pop, I hold my cadence for my, yeah, because he's jumping on the people doing it. Like the rock would be, if you smell, Pause, pause, pause. And the people say it along with me at the same time. Last night, the cadence was a little bit off. He has to hit those crescendos at that same time all the time because it's repetitions because we're a bunch of dummies. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that he did and said when he speaks, he's he's presented as a star. And again, like I said, his work, he that whole Logan Paul segment, man, I really liked it. I like lights on lights off Logan Paul. Whoa, this is something different. Logan Paul's promo, he actually did a very, very good job going from trying to be a babyface to a heel. Um, then it kind of got the people back into him. It was different, and it wasn't wrestler-esque promo. You know why? He's not a wrestler yet. He does one hell of a good job and has had perhaps the greatest celebrity bringing into WWE match of all time. Continues to deliver. Tommy? Yes. Do you think the WWE universe is prepared for Logan Paul to win 
money in the bank and hold on to that briefcase because business dictates that he should win. Oof. Uh, I would turn my phone off because I think the internet would make my phone explode. And I like my 13 year old Android and they don't make them anymore. So I got to keep it. Yeah. Um, listen, that what I loved about Monday night, everybody mattered. I talk about it all the time, as well as everybody in that money in the bank made it one that they're there is important. And two, that cashing in that briefcase means everything. And it should be a life changer. It should be a guy like Ricochet, who's been in the WWE at all times, how he's getting over. He got over with his work, always has, always will be. But he's now given Mike time. He's Everybody has a story for what this would do and how it will. It literally does. Guys, it changes our listeners. It changes your life when you have that. Most have benefited from that. Um, when you talk about, you know, there's a lot of people I could definitely see winning that and cashing that in. You know, really when, the, when, when you're allowed to win the money in the bank briefcase, that's always told me that creative looks at you as a definite maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A definite maybe, like, yeah, you could be the guy. You could be the girl. We're going to double park this briefcase on you, and let's see how things goes. Because we can always get out of it. Getting out of it is easy with the briefcase. But we're going to leave it here just in case. Now, Tommy, we could make a, a case, an argument for everybody in that uh, I'll say four out of the six, an argument for why they should win. But the argument for Logan Paul is considerably different than everybody else's. It's called return on investment. I would say that Logan Paul is not working for the WWE cheap. Agree or disagree? Agree. He doesn't need the WWE. So if they're investing this much money in him, they got to get some kind of return. And having the money in the bank on a guy that has that much of a social media following who, oh, by the way, is getting it done in the ring makes pretty good business sense. Agree or disagree? Absolutely. Um, it, when you look at it, do I want to give it to Dom? Because Dom is a definite maybe. Do I want to give it to L.A. Knight? L.A. Knight is a definite maybe. When you talk about uh, Mr. Paul, like uh, doing in the ring, even that front uh, tone call, Hilo, whatever he did, lands on his feet. It's amazing athletic ability. Called a, a Bubba Khan Hilo. Yeah. Uh, I had to catch one of those. Um, it's he is something. If like what you said, return. Here's another great part. You have two champions now. Would he be the guy to beat Roman Reigns? Absolutely not. Could he be a guy to cash it in on a Seth Rollins? Absolutely. And then if I'm also looking at big box office and the world's going to come at me for this big box office, Brock Lesnar versus him for the world title. 
I wouldn't come at you for it because that's got dollar bills written all over it. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. That's, that's big global business. Correct. And that's how the WWE looks at things globally. You know, when we had the discussion about, about um, uh, Cody Rhodes and why the timing was not right at WrestleMania last year, it's because the playing field for the WWE is the world, the globe, the entire planet, the Mother Earth. You can't just be over in the United States or 40 out of the 50, and maybe South America too. You have to be over all over the world, just like every major world champion, i.e. Roman Reigns, i.e. Brock Lesnar, i.e. John Cena, i.e. The Rock, Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, your sister's ass goes. I watched an old piece. Of, uh, oh, I was watching the Magnum TA documentary, and, and Vince was on there talking about Hulkamania, and, and Vince said, Hulkamania is a worldwide phenomenon. And when that, that really resonated with me with the whole Cody thing, worldwide, until the world can accept you as the top dog in the WWE, they're not going to do it because why should they? You know, uh, even you're smirking if, right now. Why are you smirking? Because I watched that same thing and I loved it. It was one of uh, my favorite dark sides. Um, because they were talking about when I talk about they, the Crockett's, they were talking about their business and they were talking about if Magnum would have been or how it would have changed their business, Vince looked worldwide. And that was a big key to me where, you know, could have he, cause they were like, Hey, we we're seeing how our business was changing and it was, you know, they had this guy. We're going for now the sex appeal or, or this toughness of it and how it could have changed our business or, you know, the territory as opposed to Vince back then talking worldwide. Just different aspects and kind of why Vince was still in business today. I'm not shocked that in a one-hour documentary, me and you locked in on about 10 seconds worth of information and it resonated with us so much. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. We all know Kit Kat bars taste delicious, but what about how they sound? It's not just a catchy jingle. It's the satisfying crack of breaking off a piece of Kit Kat followed by a crisp crunch. Oh. We forgot one other sound that accompanies Kit Kat bars, too. It's, or maybe it's more like, all together, 
Kit Kat bars are music to our ears and yummy flavors to our mouths. Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. 